My fingering thing. I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're having fun. We're having fun here. Hey, welcome, 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 everyone. This is the the weekly Ru- the weekly Russell. Um, this is Loser Lee's Wrestling and the and the weekly where I was Russell. Uh, my name is Red uh, Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Lazowitz. Oh. And as always, and as always, we have Tam on running the ones and twos. Um, thank you all so much. Oh, it, I just saw we uh, the phone was going live and me just going. <laughs> 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 I gotta stop looking at that. Hey, thank you, everyone. Everyone, jump in, jump in. Let us know how you're doing. This is the weekly wrestle, wrestle where we're gonna just briefly go over Rampage. But there's yeah. some big things to talk about on Rampage. One oh, big thing to talk about yeah. on Rampage, and uh, we're gonna cover the news of the week. It's all very exciting. And we're gonna have some tweets for you. We're gonna have some oh, tweets. We're always gonna have some tweets, uh, and maybe an announcement or two. We'll decide if uh, we remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you all so much. How are you feeling, Roy? I'm good. I'm uh, visiting my my parents. I'm back on the East Coast visiting my parents. So I've been spending a lot of time like going through old things. Every time I come here, I try to like get rid of more of my old stuff. But one thing I'll never get rid of is this Commissioner Shawn Michaels action figure from 1998. Limited edition (laughs) Shawn Michaels Commissioner action figure. Honestly, one of the worst commissioners WWE has ever had. Uh, Yeah, Um, I would say so. It's a shame because he was followed. By well, so before him, I guess it was Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. who didn't take a very active role in you know being the commissioner, and then it was oh, him. He was pretty active. He was, yeah, he was. He, him and DX, they tried to him do and that DX, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was Foley after him, and Foley is the second Foley. best commissioner in the history of the WWE. It was the first? I think William Regal's number one. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> William Regal is number two. You think William Regal? Was a better commissioner than than Mick Mick Foley. I am angry. Mick Foley's <laughs> the best commissioner. I guess there's you're a, probably right. It was a short burst where he was so vital, but also he didn't take away anything, yeah. and he had the best exit. He didn't overstay his welcome. William Regal overstayed his welcome because then he became a good guy with Tajiri, and which was fun. Yeah, yeah, and I also think Foley was the most himself as commissioner, not like himself. I think as in the commissioner role of all the people who ever were in the commissioner role, he was the most himself in yeah. that role. And all of the things he did were very fun. And all of the stuff he did with like Edge and Christian and Kurt Angle and all these people, he, okay, fine. You win. I, I've been won over. He's number Thank one. Thank you so much. S, S is here. Welcome S. S, uh, he, uh, S writes, uh, they write, a video on the history of WWE authority figures would be interesting. Then maybe you should uh, ch- send Mo a direct message. Yeah. Find Mo it. <laughs> Send him a direct message. He knows that um, stuff. We don't know that stuff. That's a great idea, though. That's a great idea, S. I think that's really the, I watch this guy on YouTube who's very popular, and I'm sure S might um, actually know who he is. He did something on Authority Figures. I'm trying to remember his name. Brian Zane is his name. I don't remember what he does. We'll do it better. Maybe, we'll do maybe it we better. will. Maybe but we also, will. just take a look at uh, Roy's background of all his wrestling figures. All Did you set that up for this? No, I just took a picture of that. Every time I come home, I'm like, maybe I should bring these back to my apartment and set this up like this. And then I never do it. But Commissioner Shawn Michaels is coming back with me. (laughs) Smart, smart. One piece at a time. And it won't cost you a dime. Um, that's, uh, we're going to talk about Rampage right now. We're going to briefly go over Rampage. Rampage was yesterday. Uh, uh, the first picture of Roy's. Uh, Tam, uh, right? Go ahead and pull that up, Tam. Yeah, because here's the thing. I'll give you the quick rundown of Rampage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucha Brothers, FTR, whatever. Uh, Six Woman Tag Match, that's fine. Uh, Sting Darvillon said something. Uh, what was the main event? I don't remember. Who cares? And then Hook debuted. (laughs) It's all about Hook. It is all about Hook. They all about Hook. Let's just go over the whole deal with Hook. Gets a big pop as soon as they see that it's Hook coming out. Huge pop. Huge pop. Not only that, but he also already has an actual song that Tony Khan has paid for by Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Khan's all in on Hook. The world yeah. is all in on Hook. Hook. And uh, it, 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 he comes out wearing, uh, possibly, because we're going to be doing an end-of-the-year awards. Uh, spoiler alert. You're going to be helping. You're all going to be helping. But yeah. uh, uh, this is our contender for Gear of the Year, you mentioned. Ooh, he's uh, up he, there. He's part of the top five, I think, is Hook. Uh, I he think looks Hook like a little Mac. ring jacket. Who's he the looks little like Mac? Mac? 
for the the punch out games. Like, <laughs> he looks Maybe like that's what he's going for. It's, it's a <laughs> real cool look. Uh, he looks uh, like a legitimate badass. That's the picture right there. It looks good. He looks good in this role. His yeah. hair looks terrible. His hair looks absolutely terrible. He came out it. with the hair looking like this. Like, yeah. this isn't him at the end of the match. This is him coming out to the ring. I actually hated that. Comb your hair. I like it. I think it's, it's, uh, you know, it's what the kids like these days. Hook is for the kids. Fucking children. Hook is for the kids. But there was also a great hook chant that started to bring up. Hook, hook, hook. Yeah. Yeah. There was also, Hook is going to kill you. There was also that chant as well, which is like a classic ECW to call back to Taz is going to kill you. They changed it to Hook, which is like excellent. Um, and throughout the match, Taz was so proud. Taz was so proud. Every single thing. Uh, and, and honestly, he looked great in this match. The yeah. only, one thing I could say though is those forearms across the face were a little weak. <laughs> were a little, like, I'm sure Taz hit him afterwards. How <laughs> 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 uh, it works. But he finished him off with a Taz mission. I forget the actual name of it, but a gr- good looking Taz mission. Yeah. So and he's like a, he's like a spider monkey. He's like so high uh, up on him. Oh, it's so cool. Very good. So the, the Katahajime, which will now be referred to as Red Rum. How do you feel about the renaming Hate of the it. move to Red Hate Rum? It. Taz Mission is fine. I think Katahajime is fine. Kick off the hook, hook mission. <laughs> I think Red Rum is fine. It'll grow on me. It's going to be something that I don't like right now, but I won't care in another couple of months. My only thing, and this is very nitpicky, is um, I wish he'd slow down when walking to the ring. I just wish he'd slow down a little bit. <laughs> he was just like ready to go. And I think that's fine. But I, I wanted to see him take it in a little bit more. I did notice that. But honestly, I kind of liked it because he was all business. And I yeah. think that's a cool because he's always been all business. He doesn't say mm-hmm. anything. He's just about the business, except when he was handing, trying to give nuts to someone. I forget. He was just holding nuts <laughs> to Dante. Martin. Dante. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, S writes, don't be J red. I'm not J of his hair. I don't <laughs> like hair. And that's why I'm angry at it. S, Jesus uh, Christ. Hey, let me ask you a question. This question goes to everybody who's watching right now, too. So this, like, I mean, I, you know, I have this Twitter account. And I, you know, I, I follow all of these different wrestling personalities on Twitter and things. And there are people who weren't working for AEW that were commenting about their excitement for Hook. Uh, Matt Cardona commented mm-hmm. about their excitement and support of Hook. Alex Zane commented about it, too. And, like, all of these people in AEW. And, like, there is just this just overwhelmingly large support for Hook. Mm-hmm. And my theory is that it's because he – well, first of all, he's he has a very, like, striking presence about him. When you see him on television, you're drawn to him. You want to know more. Like, who is this guy? He didn't talk. He was just kind of this enforcer in leather pants for a year, at least, if not more at this point. And yeah, so do you feel like this is the right way to debut someone rather than just immediately jump into a match like a young wrestler who you're training, like get him on TV for a year, have him in the background, gain this like myth, this aura about him. And then when he debuts, suddenly he's huge. How do you feel about that? I don't think that's practical. I think this worked well for him in this situation um, uh, because of his famous father, because his father has a group where he could kind of just be there, not have to be actually involved. This was a very spe- special situation. Uh, it reminded me of how Sonic markets their restaurants. They put commercials into towns where they're not, they don't have restaurants. Like I, uh, in Jersey, I was getting Sonic commercials for five, six years before there was ever a Sonic in New Jersey. Do you remember this? Yeah, I just, it just hit me now that they got me. They got us. And yes. when, uh, when Sonic did come to New Jersey, there were lines on the highway. Yeah. On the highway to go to Sonic. A cop died trying to, uh, in Wayne, uh, I think Wayne or Paramus, wherever that's Yeah, Sonic was. it was up in that area. And, and uh, a cop died uh, on uh, Route 17 trying to herd traffic into the Sonic because it was just so Pop it. So this That's is crazy. the Sonic mentality. Give them the commercials first, then give them a restaurant a few years later. Um, I, I think this is really good. I, I think he did a good job, and I'm very excited to see where he goes. Yeah. I'm excited for the Yeah, and I think Fuego was a good first opponent for him, too. Yeah, yeah, because he could really sh- beat the shit out of him, and no one would care. <laughs> yeah. uh, and absolutely well, no one did. He's no good at did. that. He's good at getting beat up. I hope he enjoys Sammy's car that he got. <laughs> For Christ's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Fucking loser. Um, all right. All right. Wow. We had such fun talking about Hook. Honestly, um, I never want to talk. It's his week. 
It's, it's his, his week. week. It's his week. Where do you see him going after this? I have no idea. I think he should lose. Uh, well, who's who are they feuding with right now? Dante. Dante Hook would be an interesting match. Um, I don't know. So I saw a tweet that said CM Punk's first loss in AEW should be to Hook. And I'm not against that. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I think that's a, that's a little weird to put Hook that high up immediately. He's shooting with MJF right now, CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty large step down and uh, pretty insulting <laughs> to every other wrestler that's fought with this guy that's literally had his first match. Yeah, <laughs> His right. first match. You know, it's not his first yeah. televised. It's his well, first match. Well, I mean, look at Brock Lesnar, you know, the original Brock Lesnar. You know, he beat Hogan, Rock, uh, other people, Rob Van Dam, all inside of his first, like, four months on television. Four and nobody hated television. him. But he wrestled for like a year in OVW. Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, you know, so there, there was definitely like, like he's not been proven yet. He wrestled yeah. a good worker that knew how yeah. to put him over. You know, he knew how to put Hook over. You know, have him face, uh, I don't know, Butcher and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, do you want to talk about the rest of Rampage real quick? Yeah, real briefly, um, uh, Lucha Bros beat FTR with a Spike Pile Driver win. Um, oh, yeah, is, I hate that. It was it was a good it was a good match. Yeah, uh, I think it was their match. best match. Uh, I didn't notice this at the time, but uh, I guess the person who was pinned, I think it was Cash who was pinned, had his foot under the ropes. So oh, maybe like this that. continues to continue. Um, Let us know what you think it's about a little that frustrating is. to me, uh, and I'm curious how everyone else feels. Um, that they lost that match again and now they're going to go to Greensboro in two weeks and fight Sting and Darby Allen and probably lose that match as well I don't think they're going to lose that match I hope they don't I don't think they are I, I think like uh, Sting and Darby Allen are undefeated as a tag team right now but they don't need that they don't need that type of thing I think it's going to be Sting taking the, the, the L there I think oh. Sting's going to lose because honestly like Sting bless him bless what he's done so far but if you're going to be in a a, 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 a team with an up and comer, you, and you're the old guy, you have to take an L mm-hmm. to not yeah. hurt the young guy. Like, uh, it has to be Sting. It has to yeah, be Yeah, I also think, though, Darby Allen really can't be hurt, in my um, opinion. Like, yeah, his popularity, his popularity won't go down if he takes a loss every now and then. I mean, I he's lost like, his last two pay-per-view matches, like his last high-profile singles matches, and people still love him. Yeah, I, I, he, I, but I do think he can be hurt. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. like, I think just being paired with Billy Gunn does hurt. It stings. Yeah, uh, that probably hurts more than winning or losing. Yeah. And yeah, Billy Gunn kicking out of the coffin drop at one. We have a lot to talk about with the guns later on. I can't really? wait. Um, but also, there was a beatdown afterward where they beat down Sting and Darby, uh, which yeah. was a fun little beatdown. Uh, Tully yeah. kicked him in the nuts. But Tully said something very interesting. Very, very interesting. At the end, after he kicked him in the nuts, they're hovering over him. And then Tully's like, says, one more time, Sting. One more time. We're getting Sting versus Tully. Um, I, I do think that's going to happen. I, I, I'm trepidatious, <laughs> but I'm also excited. I, yeah. I love seeing old people go at it. I would love this. I would, well, I would love for Tully and Arn to be the new Briscoe and Patterson, but I just don't think the arm, well, he's falling over everything these days. He's well, falling. he's a big guy, and he already doesn't really have use of his left hand. <laughs> so, sure. so. Sure. I, you know, it's scary. I wouldn't put it past AEW. Now I would. I don't think they're going to do this. But if the Plane Ride from Hell episode had never happened, I wouldn't be surprised if Ric Flair was somehow involved in this match. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, but yeah. I don't know if that'll happen now. I think but. that was in the works. Yeah. I think that was there. I think he was coming to AEW when, like, uh, yeah. uh, Tony Khan's just like, there's an episode about you coming out in a few weeks. I'm not going to use you. <laughs> Thank, God. Um, Thank God. Okay. And uh, then we had that. Then we had Ruby, Ty, and Anna Jay uh, versus Rose, uh, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and Bunny. And also a good match. A good, yeah, good match. match. Absolutely. Um, they all did a, a very good job. Um, I do think Vicky needs to be more prominent. When she's doing things, I think Vicky should be coming out saying, excuse me. She is a heat-seeking missile if you let her be. Yeah, she can really get people angry and upset that, like, that, that her, she's being heard. I, I just think they're really missed opportunity with Vicky. Do you think that's copyrighted? 
No, she's done it before in AEW. Has she? Yeah, she, she, that's how she was introduced. Um, she did it a few times where she's like, excuse me, excuse me. I, oh my God, she's so good. She's so good. Um, and, um, then we have Wheeler Yuta versus Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, um, uh, uh, won and, uh, Wheeler Yuta didn't. And, uh, (laughs) we're, uh, all the happier for it. Um, hey. Yeah, and they're setting up the match Adam Cole versus Orange Cast. Crackpot theory time. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for a crackpot theory? Oh yeah, let's go. Let's have them ready. They're gonna make the crackpot theory. They're gonna make an announcement. They're gonna make an announcement on Wednesday or Tuesday, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning of at least an eight man tag of best friends and Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta against Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks. And you know what happens at the end of that match? Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano come out? Kyle O'Reilly comes out. Oh, okay. And then Johnny Gargano also debuts on that show. He comes at the like, a different Ugh. spot. <laughs> um, uh, who else is in Undisputed Era? It's just Roderick Strong. Strong and right? Roderick Strong was the other one, yeah. But There's the original three. Yeah, the original three were O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole. Roderick Strong eventually turned on Pete Dunne and joined them. But the original three were them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love that he keeps bringing people in. Bob, like, so uh, Adam Cole brings Bobby Fish in, then Kyle Raleigh's in, and then the, the young ones are just like, yeah, we're kind of like outnumbered right now. Like there's more of these new people than us in the elite right now, which would be yeah. pretty fun. Very yeah. excited. And then Kevin um, Owens shows up. Uh, sure. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of things going on. We're all very excited about it. Let's and you have to assume to- also that like the way Sami Zayn is being destroyed by Barack Lesnar and being embarrassed. And by the way, Sami Zayn's doing an excellent job. Oh, that. he's so good. So good. Uh, he's probably leaving the company too because they're just going to try to embarrass him until he leaves. I don't know. They use him a lot, though. They use him a lot. That's true. He makes good money. You know, um, can Tony Khan afford the Sami Zayn's making over a million? You no. Know, I, don't know, I, I don't know if you've read uh, the recent um, uh, pay structure. I was going to put it in the news, but I, I decided not to because uh, it's boring. Um, but WWE is. Uh, their contracts, a lot of people are making a million dollar downside. Like there's, there's, uh, the top few that are making six, five, four yeah. million. I saw that. I didn't but see I do else. believe, and then the lower end people are making 450,000. Yeah. And I assume and that's so what, like, I don't think it's yeah. impossible to believe that Sami Zayn, someone who's featured uh, every week, uh, multiple segments is a million dollar player. And do you think that Tony Khan is going to match that when he's already got Probably a few million dollar people. Uh, John Morrison, uh, not John Morrison, um, uh, John Moxley. He's making six million a year. What? Yeah. John Moxley is making more than Roman Reigns. Is making more than Seth. How Rollins. do you know that? They, this that? was like this was a few weeks ago. But John Moxley is making more than uh, his former cohorts, uh, cohorts in the Shield. Well, is, I think the uh, Roman Reigns I'm, is making five, and yeah. uh, and uh, Seth is making four. I think. Jericho is also making in and around what Moxley's making because Jericho had said that he just signed the biggest. When he originally signed, he said it was the biggest contract he ever signed in his life. So I'm sure that it was also that. And I would say that he is worth that money, at least when you were launching the company. It was important to have someone like Jericho on board. I I do believe that, but I do not think he's making. I think he's probably like a million, million or two, but I do not think he's making John Moxley. John Moxley came after, like six months after. uh, He came on before TNT debuted Jericho. Uh, so I don't think he made the money that John Moxley made when they were already on TNT. Well, they weren't. Jericho uh, T- Moxley wasn't on TNT. They weren't on TNT when Moxley debuted. Either. Yeah, he, no, he debuted at the end of the first pay-per-view, which was three or four months before. But they probably already had the deal in place. Wow. I don't know what I'm TNT. talking about. Very it's okay. It doesn't Man, matter. Why don't we, why don't we, we're getting there. It's all dumb. And I would just say that I assume that – and this is a crazy thought. And, like, of course, money money isn't everything. And I don't think Sami Zayn cares that much about money based on the interviews I've heard with him. And his he's got a really interesting brain, and I think money is, is less of a concern for him. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, I just looked at our pictures next to each other. It looks like we're in the same room but different lighting angles. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, that's not what you think. We're going to – now it's time for the news. The news. Yeah. A bunch of uh, typewriters clapping. Yeah, we're going to get that sound effect at some point. Uh, um, okay, this is the news you can't lose from December 5th to December 11th. Um, 
uh, I think, uh, Pearl Harbor anniversary this week, as well as John Lennon's uh, death. Uh, I always time. thought it was on the same day, but I think they're actually a day apart. I think it's the 7th day apart. December 8th, and December 9th is when John, because the, oh. there's nines. Nines are very symbolic with John Lennon. Uh, okay, so the first pick there, Tam, uh, Jeff Hardy is released. Um, oh, yeah. This is probably, uh, I think is the bit, <laughs> this is the, uh, uh, <laughs> dirt biking. uh, Jeff Hardy has been released. Um, uh, weird things happen at a live event in Corpus Christi. Jeff Hardy was in a match with Xavier Woods, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns and his uh, cousins, the Usos. And he, during the match, he just walked out. He got beaten up a little bit, just walked uh, into the crowd, started shaking hands and signing photographs, uh, signing picture things and taking photographs with people and just walked right out. And then they won the match and he didn't come to the ring to join them. They suspended him that uh, the next day or two. And then they released him because he uh, refused to go to rehab. Um, I no real news uh, has come out from his side besides Jeff's doing good. Jeff's doing good. Uh, his wife, uh, Matt, they're all saying Jeff's doing good. But we don't know. We don't know. Uh, have you uh, been following this? I haven't followed this. It's been a busy week for me personally, so I haven't followed. I'm excited for this news segment because I actually haven't been following the news too much this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is really interesting, and I know that they said that they offered to send him to treatment. He said no, so they had to release him. But I also haven't heard that he was intoxicated at this event. I just heard that he walked out. They didn't say that he was intoxicated. He didn't seem to be intoxicated. He just seemed to be checked out, like he didn't care. Um, but he wasn't, like, sloppy or, or yeah, falling down, right, you know. Right. There wasn't anything showing inebriation. It was just, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's uh, using again or if this was a way for WWE to get him out of a contract. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, yeah. Uh, he is still is a non-compete until March 2022, when he will likely join AEW and he will the team with Matt and they will have their match with the Young Bucks. So Young Bucks can then uh, this so the Hardys could go fly away into space and the Young Bucks could have everything they've ever wanted. Uh, um, just just for the record, um, they have wrestled a few times, the Young Bucks and the Hardys, and well, they had a fuck me. A great well, ladder match. Uh, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm sorry. They had a lot of match where? They had a lot of match in Ring of Honor at uh, WrestleMania weekend a few years ago. It was actually, they had a crazy ladder match, and then the next night was when they re-debuted for the WWE. That was their last match on the Indies before they signed All with right. WWE. Well, then scratch that. Well, they don't I, come back. I think it'll happen, though. I still think they'll wrestle, and I think they'll probably also wrestle uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and maybe they'll Honestly, wrestle FTR, Santana and Ortiz, the Lucha Brothers. There's all these people that they can wrestle, and then they should. They, sh- they should come back. And they should reform Broken World and just be broken. Just be broken. Those two being broken together, having their little broken adventures, filming their shit in the backyard. That's all Good I idea. want from Matt Hardy. That's all I've ever wanted from Matt Hardy these past yeah. few years is just to do yeah. that thing but not take up too much TV time. Um, <laughs> excellent, excellent. We've got to move on. Next picture, Tam. A uh, few people are now uh, on the, the free agents list. we got Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, they are now uh, officially uh, free agents, I think, as of Thursday. I think their uh, contracts expired Thursday at midnight. And uh, unless there was some secret signings going on, uh, I did not hear about it. Um, but uh, they're pretty much gone. They're pretty much gone. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? What are you I, saw, I just saw the picture. I have the, the stream up. I saw the picture. You saw the funny. picture of who? Uh, oh, that, that came up. Mine just came up. Um, yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that a funny picture? I stole it from someone. I forget who. Shit, I should give credit for these things. Someone made that, and they did a great job. They did a great job. I have to start giving credit for these things, because I think this is illegal. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to worry about that right now. We don't have to worry about that right now. We're not making, you know, come after yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is exciting. It's exciting. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, we're just going to see what happens. We're just going to roll with it and see yeah. how it goes, you know. This should have been what we were always anticipating in the first place. But I think we all didn't see it coming. But we well, NXT just have. migrating over? This idea of like, yeah, like this company, so you got to think about it, right? Like we've ta- I say this all the time, and it's boring at this point. And I apologize to everyone who watches us religiously because you hear me say this all the time. Everybody who's coming over from NXT to AEW 
their best friends started this wrestling company. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go work with your best friends? And they were all best friends before NXT when they were all wrestling together in PWG and in Ring of Honor. So yeah, like it all, we should have all seen that, like, I guess we didn't expect the WWE would be so willing to let these people go in that they would be so willing to go with all of the money and the opportunities. And we'll get to my tweet of the week later, which kind of brings this to the surface a little bit more. Station for the we, tweet of the week. Yeah. We should have all seen this coming initially. And yeah. everyone, I, we're going to, I'm sure AEW is going to get a lot of heat about like, oh, well, now it's just NXT and now it's just that. We all have to remember, yes, there are going to be people who say that, people who maybe aren't familiar with the history, whatever. But it's just what Ring of Honor was in 2015 is what AEW is becoming. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, WWE has always had this mentality of uh, uh, keep a happy locker room. You know, if you have people that don't want to be there, let them go. And so I think that's partially why the reason that they have been so lax with these people and letting them go is just like, we don't want an unhappy locker room. They've done it in the past, you know. Um, that is the mentality. Is like if you like yeah. if you don't want to be here, you should not be here, you know. I think that's their mentality now, and it has been in the past. But when AEW first launched, it wasn't their mentality. Oh, sure, no, sure, because they they, they yeah. freaked out a little bit. Yeah. Um, S writes, good point, Hammer. I could hear you say it a million times. Um, S, you sweetie. S, you're being a sweetie. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, next pick there, uh, Tam. Um, not only is it Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly that are free agents, guess who else? Who? Kyra Sane. Kyrie, uh, Ky- That's right, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane is now a free agent because uh, I think during COVID, you know, uh, she was in Japan. There's travel issues. She couldn't really do it. So they kept her off TV for a while. Uh, but they've been wanting her to come back to the U.S. And I don't think she's really that interested. But that being said, God damn it, TK, Tony Khan, get on it. Kyrie Zane is like, is, is a, is a, an all-star. She would fit so well into the roster. She would, she's just, she's just too good. There's, there's, the thing is like, he's so quick to pick up these male wrestlers that leave and he's not quick at all to pick up these female. The, the quickest one was Ruby Soho, but that's it. You know, they're the iconics, uh, uh, Kyrie, um, uh, there, there's been others like, just like, absolutely. Dropping the ball because he does not care enough. He's got to start caring about women's wrestlers. Um, yeah, I think Kairi Sane is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was really happy to hear that she had gone back to Japan because I don't know if you remember, but her last few months, like I'd say her last six months on the WWE main roster, she was just getting beat up, like concussions. People were throwing her around. Like it was, it was rough. So and she was a Kabuki warrior with, uh, um, yes. Yeah. Yes, right. With um, uh, Asuka. It was her and Asuka. Oh, it was with Asuka? I thought Yes, yeah. made it to the main roster. I didn't know no. Asuka was in a tag team. Yeah, for a while, you know, but it was like another one of those things I didn't know what to do. Uh, they fought Charlotte and Becky in a table sliders and chairs match at the end of 2019. And Charlotte knocked Kyrie St. Loopy and like wasn't paying attention Lord. enough and kept trying to fight her. And Kyrie St. had to like roll under the I think the I ring. saw that. I think I saw that. Yeah, so I I think honestly, Kyrie Sane's probably going to stay in Japan. She'll probably wrestle for Stardom again, which the you know the prominent all women's promotion in Japan, which is now, by the way, I don't know if this is part of your news, right? But it's been it was acquired by the same company that owns New Japan, and this year, as part of New Japan's big event at the beginning of January, Stardom will now be a part of that big event, which is really big because New Japan has literally never had women's wrestling on their shows before, so. They've got to cool. start coming up with the times. This is exciting. Yeah. Exciting time. We're trying to change the world. And we're starting it. We're just the ones who push it forward. Uh, LLW with our friends, TK and J, Double J. Um, we got to keep moving forward. Real quick though, uh, to, because I brought up, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, My World Podcast. We're, we're official sponsors of the Jeff Jarrett, uh, My World Podcast. <laughs> Um, we're big fans and he's big fans of us. Um, did you hear the, uh, on the recent podcast, he mentioned that, um, Kurt Angle, when he was in TNA, uh, the whole thing about uh, Kurt Angle kind of having like a big head and saying like, I'm the best wrestler in the world and kind of force feeding his feedback onto other wrestlers. And that was all because of Dixie Carter. I, so that's from this, I haven't heard this week's episode yet. Oh, we much. shouldn't talk. We shouldn't talk. But we I do, talk. it's Genesis 2006, right? I love the TNA pay-per-views. Yeah. All like, the talk of all the TNA stuff. It's great. We have to talk about it. Uh, moving on. Next picture there, uh, Tam. Um, real scary thing happened at NWA Hard Times this past week. 
Um, after the uh, uh, Trevor Murdoch and I believe it was Mike Knox match. Um, Mike they, Knox. Yeah, Mike Knox. ECW uh, original? Sure, of course. <laughs> WWE ECW original Mike Knox. Um, he, they had a match and uh, Trevor Murdoch won. Out comes Matt Cardona. But then out comes Mick Foley. Mick Foley comes out and says, oh, I got a surprise for all of you. And it's Elijah Burke. Oh, Elijah the Burke, uh, the Pope is back, uh, but during that segment, during the thing, uh, they're fighting, they're brawling, and he gets knocked into the steel steps, and his body goes limp, and he's rushed to the ER um, that night, and I don't know what happened. He says he's good now, but what a terrible debut to have happen. You know, you come in, you make this big impact, and then all of a sudden, like, you have this scary incident with the ring, and with the ring steps. With the ring steps. Uh, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, don't love it. Don't love that. That's sad. I mean, you know, wishing well to the Pope. Uh, I don't know. Does he? I don't know what his, like, name is. Not in Elijah the, Burke. Yeah, but Elijah Burke was his WWE name. I don't think he uses that on the Indies, does he? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't he know was either. the manager of Sylvester Turkai. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Turkai. long uh, impact run. Long impact WWE, yeah. And now he's doing this. I worry about the NWA. I hope they're okay. You know, I think Jeff Jarrett needs to buy them already. I think he's not. Oh man, boy, was my bubble burst. You heard about what Jeff Jarrett actually is doing? No, what's he doing? Jeff Jarrett is starting a promotion. He's part of a promotion of Capital City Baseball. He is like their having fun director. I don't know what they're doing. It's like wrestling and baseball meet where they're like have the Savannah Bananas. Oh, the Savannah Bananas are a lot of fun. That's what everyone says. Yeah, I, have you heard I have to about look that? it up. I have to look it up, but it's a. Can it's I just tell you, real a bunch quickly? of rascals playing baseball. Yeah, so with the Savannah Bananas, they make up their own rules. So, like, if you hit a foul ball into the like the crowd and someone catches it in the crowd, you're out. And like, what? If you like, sometimes they have people like do their own like ring entrances, like walking up to the plate. There's like special, I don't know, whatever. It's fun. I, no, no, honestly, honestly, it does. It does sound fun, and I do want to watch it. But also, very disappointing that he's not starting his own. Wrestling I, agreed, agreed. Uh, we should, John Buseman's here, a uh, longtime friend of LLW, and he was on the most recent show. You should check it out in the AEW, the Woo Woo Woos, and what's of AEW Dynamite. And we have John yeah. Buseman saying NWA getting the Cardona bump, Woo Woo Woo, and that's actually true. Cardona uh, is true. That's wherever he goes. Yeah, <laughs> true. Very true. Never heard of a GCW until Cardona came around. Now they're on the map. <laughs> the king of the deathmatch reigns supreme. Um, moving on. Uh, could you hit that next slide there, uh, Tam? Uh, we got another scary incident. Uh, well, uh. it's not scary, but uh, 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 Chris Jericho uh, passed out in the UK. Uh, he has been in the UK for a tour with Fozzie. Uh, they had like a 10 date tour, nothing too crazy, but he ended up in the uh, UK emergency room, um, with a, and they made sure to say a non COVID related issue. They kept saying non COVID, which, uh, uh, thinks he protests too much, Chris Jericho. Uh, I think that you're saying that a little too loud. You see the picture? <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun here. Chris Jericho is uh, silly. Uh, he's uh, he's he's fine now. He's fine now. He took some pictures afterward. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts on Chris Jericho? <laughs> let me tell you something real quick. Um, this basement of my parents' house, they never go down into it. They never use it. It's like a finished basement that the previous homeowners had. And there's like a bar area, and that's where I'm standing. And there's like a sink underneath the bar that doesn't really work. Uh, but I just spit my tea into that sink because I lost my mind looking at this picture of Chris Jericho. <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good for him. Well, I hope he's okay. I didn't hear about this until right now. I didn't yeah. hear about it. Yeah, and he's already saying he's okay. He already posted a picture saying, I'm back out in the streets, uh, or something like that. Oh, I did we, see that. We do wish Chris Jericho well. We wish Chris Jericho well. We don't want him to be hurt. <laughs> we just want him to take up less TV time. Um, yeah, John I agree. Buseman, John Buseman writes about the baseball, Capitol City Baseball. It's gimmick baseball. It's fun. I am excited about it. I just wanted Jeff Jarrett to start another promotion or join the NWA. 
Because yeah. I think that would be really great with him Someone's and Conrad Thompson. The NWA. And Conrad Thompson's really being a dick now. Listen <laughs> to the podcast. He's like, <laughs> just fucking being a dick about the whole promotion thing. Like, hey, let's talk about me starting a promotion. I'm not starting a promotion. Like, just... <laughs> Everybody also denied it when AEW first started, too. So They uh, did. They did, didn't they? Just saying. Uh, um, what's that? Just saying. Just saying. I think you said Gislaine. I'm like, <laughs> not that type of news. <laughs> no, Gislaine. no. Gislaine Maxwell. We don't talk about that here. So you join us on our Loser Leaves uh, uh, Illuminati. Uh, so, um, we're going to get out of here. Um, next uh, uh, slide there, Tam. Thank you so much. Um, we got uh, another uh, health update. We see Hulk Hogan walking around Ooh. with a cane. Yeah. Uh, 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 the immortal one, Hulk <laughs> Hogan, walking around with a cane, uh, and he's, uh, he's had several back surgeries. And, you know, Hulk Hogan has his faults and his naysayers. And by God, I'm not a, I want to be buddies with him, but I don't want him walking around in a, with a cane, you know? It's a little demoralizing. How, how, how are you feeling about this pick? Well, it happens. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, Lex Luger's in a wheelchair. You sure. know, I, it, it, it's part, it, I guess it's, it's just a funny thing where it's like, this guy did three moves his entire career, and yet one of the moves that he did has Was caused the worst this. move to do yeah. every night. Yeah. Never left his feet his entire career, but it's that one. His leg drops got high. That is true. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. He got some height with those leg drops. Like, he was, uh, he was, because he's already a tall guy. Um, uh, and, uh, oh, dude, what, what do we got to hear, Tam? Tam's jumping in with this. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Tam just commented and said, uh, Hulk Hogan walking with a stick. Feeling old yet? So yeah, I'm right? starting to. I'm um, starting to. Yeah. Tam, I love Tam. that Tam's talking wrestling. We're going to get yeah. him on the show. We've got to get him <laughs> on the show proper. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, when, when I saw him at a book, uh, signing in 2004, went to when he had the book, his book, WWE book deal, and yeah. he's just like, I was six nine, six eight, six nine. I'm six four now, wow. uh, and that was in 2004. Yeah, looking at this picture, he might be six one. Like he is not much taller than those shelves, you know. Yeah. Like, and I'm about that height, you know. Like that might be me. Like I might be taller than Hulk Hogan. This yeah. is very exciting. This is a very exciting time. <laughs> very exciting time we're in. What um, uh, what bookstore was that? Uh, uh, bookends and Ridgewood. I saw oh, McFoley uh, there, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho, Edge, um, Ric Flair. Saw them all. My dad touched Chris Jericho's forehead. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> you did tell. Didn't you think it was forehead. weird? Yeah, no, it was a very weird. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, we were there at uh, because we saw Dusty Rhodes uh, one time, and my dad's just like. Oh, you uh, you don't have a lot of scars on your head like uh, Dusty Rhodes does, and he's just like that one right there. And he goes and he touches Chris Jericho's forehead and touches a scar on Chris Jericho's forehead, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I got that in a car accident, but you feel bad about that now." And then it was, he said it in a funny way, yeah. but like my dad, he did. My dad's unfazed by. It. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a car accident. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. Stop talking about this. Next slide, there, Tam. Next slide. Another health update because I want oh, to group boy. Heather. Group yeah. all together. Jim Ross is halfway through his treatment, and it Great. seems like things are going okay. Um, uh, so he's he's got 22 treatments, and I think he's 10 or 12 in something like that, uh, which is very good. Um, but Jim Ross, uh, he's a uh, uh, he, just listening to him talk about it, he's just like, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. But he's like, why, uh, sometimes I get into my head about it. And he's just like, what if this doesn't work? Oh, don't wait. <laughs> That's such a rock. You're talking about this guy's chemo <laughs> update and this is your picture. Okay. All right. All right. I, uh, I had a little bit too much fun with these picks. I have, I've had a little bit you too should. much fun. You should do whatever you want. I just think uh, it's, it's very funny. This is, a, this is just inappropriate. This is just he inappropriate. Looks, he looks like, uh, in that photo, I don't know if you remember, um, uh, you know what? It's all right. Don't worry about it. He's, uh, he's having a little too much fun that night. Yeah. Um, it looks, oh, I was thinking Ric Flair for a second, the way he's was with a shirt. Um, no. but, uh, <laughs> we got, we got, but he's doing well and hopefully he makes a full recovery. He just yeah. gets in his head and he's saying things like, um, uh, what is it that this doesn't work? You know, what is it this radiation doesn't work? But it's like, I got, like, and that's just a very scary thought. We wish sure, him well. We're giving him all the positive vibes from the LLW family. We want yeah. him to 
and uh, a comeback for special events, not weekly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Jim Ross on Twitter is very funny, because uh, he, he is funny. He always takes pictures, I guess, of like the days of his treatment. It's like day seven down, which is great. And I love that. But then every now and then he'll do something a little weird. Like, uh, Thunder Rosa posted a picture. Essentially, like, it's of her in New York City, but it's like angled in such a way, the way she's facing a camera that her butt is the focal point of said photo. And he, oh. uh, retweeted, retweeted it and just wrote, wow, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> what a creepy guy. What a creepy dude. Bless his heart. Bless his creepy bones. Uh, and next slide, we do have a death. I just piled on all the sad things. Right, oh, back Jack to Lanza. Back to back. Blackjack Lanza, legendary uh, wrestler and agent. Uh, Blackjack Lanza died at the age of 86. He was the ma- the lead agent during the Attitude Era. Um, and so, like, he had a big part of wrestling and kind of putting together a lot of those classic matches of Val Venus versus uh, <laughs> Mich- Michinoku. Um, a lot of those matches. But also, he definitely is sorely missed from a lot of wrestlers. He, yeah. he had a really great reputation. What's your favorite Blackjack Lanza match, Roy? I don't, I don't, I get him confused, and this is, you know, maybe blasphemy. I get him confused with Blackjack Mulligan. Yeah, same. And I've heard a lot of stories about one of them and how they spent some time in jail, and they, like, they were real old school tough guys. So yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot about Lanza's career. I know Lanza well as the the um, agent yeah. from that era. Any book that you read from any wrestler that was him. part of the Attitude Era always has Lance's stories. Always, yeah. What's your favorite of the new Blackjacks matches? Oh, okay. Uh, Barry Windham and uh, JBL. <laughs> versus? Uh, versus... Um, oh, the, the new Midnight Express, which was Hardcore Holly and Bart Gunn. Excellent choice. Excellent. On Monday Night Raw. (laughs) We're really celebrating the life of Blackjack. (laughs) Thank you all so much. Thank you, Blackjack. Thank you. Bless you. Rest in power. Rest in power. If you ever get a second, uh, if anybody is a subscriber to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, newsletter, uh, always go ahead when a wrestler dies. Uh, it's Dave Meltzer. One of the best things he does is memorialize his obituaries. Yeah. He writes excellent, excellent obituaries. So definitely take the time. To Actually, I, th- I think that's a good idea. Everyone check out Dave Meltzer and let him know LLW sent you. Um, moving on, we're going to hit up this next story, uh, next uh, clip there, Tam. Uh, we got some drama going down uh, south of the border way. We got Jack Evans. Uh, bless <laughs> I, Jack I, Evans. Sorry. I did see this. Uh, and he, because uh, honestly, it, it sounds terrifying. He says the Mexican cops, uh, planted drugs on him. Uh, and he filed a formal complaint saying that the police are trying to extort him. He's given 350 US dollars to them to try and stop them from hassling him. And they keep asking for more. And he's like, if I get arrested in the next couple of weeks with drugs on me, it's because they did this. Uh, and he's, it sounds like a scary situation if real. Also sounds like a scary situation if it's in his head. Uh, so it's very, very scary both ways. Um, uh, are you, uh, team Mexican police or team Jack Evans? I have to be team Jack Evans. Uh-huh. Always yeah. side with the wrestler. Always side yeah, with not the wrestler. cops. Yeah. Fucking. Hey, I will say it was funny because I, you know, this all came out kind of because he tweeted some things about it. And then someone random, just like a, you know, random person commented and said something about how, you know, police in other countries are so corrupt and all of these things. And, uh, the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner, replied to that person's comment, correcting their xenophobia and asked them to do better, which was very good. And then at the end, he's like, oh, and Jack, I hope you're doing well, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> like he cared yeah. so much more about the xenophobia, which is good. Good. He should. That is good. That is good. good. That is good. Very good. Jason Gertner. Is that Joel him? Gertner. Joel. That's his Jason. Joel. All right, uh, but uh, Jack Evans, we hope you get better. Uh, what he's, and I just want you to be in an AEW. I just want you to be doing things in AEW. I haven't even seen with, him since his head got shaved. I don't even he's know stuck he in Mexico. Like. He's yeah. stuck in Mexico. Yeah, I would love to see him versus uh, uh, Brian Danielson. That's a, that'd be a really great. That's a good match. Him versus CM Punk. Man, there's so many okay. things. That's um, some uh, Ring of Honor. Some early Ring of Honor. Mm, was he was he a Ring of Honor guy? Jack Evans. Boy. Boy, was he. He did some really scary things for Ring of Honor. He took some really crazy, scary bumps that were very terrifying. we got to check it out. Everyone check out a Jack Evans match today. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We're moving on. we got some. We're in the land of WWE. Next uh, picture there, Tim. We're in the land of WWE, and they are uh, putting out a new line of Bray Wyatt toys. Ugh. 
I'm so sorry. I am so Gross. sorry. <laughs> terribly, terribly <laughs> unprofessional. Uh, they have a new Bray Wyatt toy out. It's one of those pop funk toys, and it's a glow-in-the-dark fiend with a Christmas hat, a Santa Claus hat uh, going on. Um, as you can see from the picture, uh, it's spooky. It's spooky. You know what's interesting about this? Yeah. They own the rights to the fiend. Yeah. They could put another wrestler in the fiend gimmick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Honestly, that's a good idea. Is it a good idea? I'm fine with it. I don't. I'm just yeah, right. curious. Right. It's WWE. I'm fine with them doing anything outside the box. I'd yeah. watch it. I'd be curious to see this new fiend, you know? Yeah, sure. Better <laughs> than the new Diesel and the new Razor Ramon. Yeah, yeah. And if it's this creepy, this makes more sense to put someone. They did with Sankara. Um, That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Uh, go for it. Start a new uh, thing because that that just put more buzz on Bray. Or they're bringing Bay, Bray back. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're bringing Bray back. Bray back. Yeah. Uh, right back. Um, no, oh, we gotta get out of there. Um, I don't think they're bringing yeah. right back back. No, they're not bringing right back back. Uh, <laughs> right backs. Uh, stay, stay back, right back. Um, stay back, right back. Right back, right back. Uh, we're, we're having so much fun and we're so intelligent. Uh, we're having such intelligent conversation. Uh, next slide there, Tam. This is something that we should all be excited for. Uh, new GCW, uh, show happening. I think it's in January. I don't know. Sometime soon. And it's gonna be featuring the star, Kevin Nash. Kevin Have Nash. Have you seen GCW debut in Detroit? Yeah. Very yeah, exciting. Yeah. Have you seen the card for that show? They don't have any matches announced, but you see all the crazy people that are on that show? No. Kevin Nash is on it. Kevin Nash, number one crazy. Yeah. Kevin Nash, Rhino, also from Detroit. That's hilarious. Yeah, and Sabu is on it, too. That's crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll buy it. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a match. Kevin Nash versus Sabu? Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Kevin Nash versus Sabu, the dream match we didn't know we wanted. Yeah. Honestly, if that's both of their last match, let them die in the ring together. Yeah, seriously. Uh, no, but he can't lift up uh, uh, any one leg without the other one crumbling. He has to stay on two feet at all times, Kevin Nash. And uh, uh, I think Sabu is held together by Duck Is that true? Uh, he, did you see his knees? <laughs> I should have sent a picture of his knees. He had some surgery uh, maybe last year. And they sh- he showed a picture of his knees pre-surgery, and – he was handicapped. Yeah, like his legs had atrophied. Like he no, couldn't. Not even atrophied. They they go wonky. Like they both <laughs> turn to the left. It like it looks like he has two left legs. It, 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 was, it was nuts. It was nuts. Well, uh, we'll share a picture maybe next time. We'll show it. I saw a clip of so Alex Shelley is going to be on that show as well. Um, and oh, some, of Kevin Nash's, some of Kevin Nash's best work ever. Was when he was doing the exhibition stuff in TNA, and they showed. I saw this clip, and I had never seen this before. It blew my mind. They were live on uh, Spike, and Kevin Nash rolls up in a wheelchair, so he's eye level with Alex Shelley's crotch, and uh, Kevin Nash just quietly, not into a microphone, just quietly to himself says, "You wearing a cup right now?" And Alex Shelley <laughs> quietly, not into a microphone, grabs himself and says, "No, baby, that's all me." And I can't. I, it was the greatest, wow. stupidest moment. Share this fantastic. clip with our fan base. We want it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also check out old, uh, check out um, um, my world with Jeff Jarrett because I talk about that specific thing. Uh, those matches. Tell him LW sent you. Tell Conrad yeah. that loser leaves wrestling. Losers leave <laughs> Conrad Thompson. Uh, no, they love losers love wrestling. That was someone's trolling us the other day. Uh, but yeah, moving yeah, on. Next. Next picture there, Tim. Uh, Mick Foley. Everyone loves Mick Foley. He was recently named uh, the most requested athlete on Cameo this year. He was the most requested, uh, seven over 7,000 requests, and that's oh. overall baseball, football, uh, soccer, the other sports, all the other sports, and he puts a lot of work into his Cameos. Have you seen any of them? I've seen a few. I was going to ask you. I saw him like he's dude love sometimes. I've seen the dude love ones. I haven't seen yeah. a lot, but I've seen the dude love ones. They're great. They're outstanding. Yeah. yeah. He puts a lot of work into them, which makes it very fun. It makes it each yeah. one special. He puts yeah. they're like long. They are long and they are deep. Yeah. Did you see the yeah. picture yet? <laughs> <laughs> 
We're having fun. We're having what fun. What photo sure is that? I don't know. I just found it. I typed in uh, what, what I do when I look for these pictures. I just type in uh, Kevin Nash, dumb, <laughs> or, or, or Kyle Riley, idiot. <laughs> That's what I do. And then I get uh, these pictures. But Mick Foley, I just wrote Mick Foley, silly. And uh, this is the, one of the ones that popped up. Uh, Mick Foley pooping his pants. <laughs> it's just very funny to me. Uh, let us know what you think of these pictures and if they're distasteful. Um, but I'm into them. I'm into them. If you were to get a cameo, would you get a Mick Foley cameo or a Jim Cornette cameo? I would probably get a Mick Foley cameo yeah, over Jim Cornette cameo. But Jim Cornette sounds like a fun one because he'll just rip you apart. Yeah, I R.I.P. to New Jack, but I watched a lot of New Jack cameos. They were the best. That sounds they fun. The, they that were the sounds best. actually like a great idea. Also, um, Nick Gage, uh, I don't know if he's still doing cameos, but his cameos were also excellent, too. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. He would only, like, I saw him do one where with a for a uh, like a three year old who was trying to learn how to potty train, <laughs> and Nick Gage just like, "Don't give up, you can do it. You're gonna get on that toilet." Don't one give day. the fuck up, you fucking idiot! Be <laughs> a piece of fucking shit. Hey, like, he's really me. positive. He's really positive. You see me? Say that. <laughs> I went to jail. I'm, I'm angry. I fucking robbed the fucking bank. You fucking idiot. Move <laughs> your pants, like Mick Foley. Um, uh, next slide there, Tim. Next slide. Um, we gotta move on, Roy. We gotta move on. Um, Batista. Batista, everyone's favorite Batista is in the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, secret is he's actually Triple H the entire time. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but also he's in a buddy cop movie with Jason Momoa coming out soon that's described as a new lethal weapon. Um, oh, are you excited yeah. about Batista's new, uh, this, uh, Blowing up acting career. What is the word? Burgeoning? I think Batista's fun. I think Batista's a good actor. I uh, I might watch Stuber at some point over the next couple of I days. I want to eventually. It's good. I saw it once last year and I thought it was good. Uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, whatever. Good for Batista. I want to. I'll see another Lethal Weapon. Yeah, this is him with his blue tista gear. You see his blue tista uh, gear. Old blue tista. Yeah. Old blue tista. And uh, oh, we got some comments here. MDK goes full PMA on cameos. John Buseman writes that. Uh, uh MDK, a murder, death, kill goes potty. Um, that's <laughs> positive mental attitude. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Potty mouth <laughs> attitude. Uh, and we got our last story of the day. The last story of the day. And next slide there, Tam. Uh, Austin Gunn. Austin Gunn, everyone's favorite Austin Gunn, is set to appear on E's new reality show, Relatively Famous, Ranch Rules. <laughs> it's, uh, apparently a lot of celebrities' children are uh, going to go on a ranch where they try to discover what it's like to live on a ranch, but also discover themselves and kind of redefine themselves away from their parents. Here's a list of the, the, the children that are. So we got Shaquille O'Neal's child, Pat Benatar, David Hasselhoff, Martin Lawrence, Billy Bob Thornton, and Easy e which officially makes Austin Gunn the least famous uh, person associated with this. They're talking about, yeah, we had chefs all the time and we had all these things growing up. And then uh, I just see it as like, I had a hamburger helper every night. <laughs> like, he's not, he's not that. Billy Guns up. They're just going through like, my dad, my mom's Pat Benatar. Uh, my dad, she's yeah, sure, Neal. And like, sure. mine is WWF Hall of Famer, Mr. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think the thing about it is, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were rich. I mean, Billy Gunn was clearing a million every year for four or five years there in the height of the New Age Outlaws and DX. But Shaquille O'Neal was clearing like $40 million a year. So it's still a very, very different life that they, they can't relate to much. Yeah. There. And these that's ass boys. <laughs> These ass boys can't relate to much. You have to check out the trailer for it, though, because it looks like it starts off and they barely show him at all up until apparently he makes out with Pat Benatar's daughter. Hell yeah. Uh, he makes out with Pat Benatar's daughter. And then there's some fight in it. And you see Austin Gunn just screaming like, oh, I'll fucking kick your fucking ass. And <laughs> that was uh, his only feature on the show. Uh, everyone else is just like, ooh, like they're like artificially inseminating cows. and They're trying to grab a chicken. Like it's a lot of that. Oh There's a lot God. of that. Uh, S writes, who do you all think is the best wrestler turned actor? It has to be Batista, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I feel like Batista is such an obvious answer, but it kind of has Roddy to be. Roddy Piper's up there? Yeah, yeah. I think The Rock is overblown. I thought it, I just, I don't know, The Rock doesn't do it for me anymore. Although, Walking Tall, great movie. Um, uh, have you seen any of the Fast and Furious movies? Actually, I haven't. Don, if you, he's just, he is, uh, if, God, I hate using a Brian Cage saying, he's a machine. He's a machine in that movie. He's just, it's such a cool thing. He just grabbed, like, there's a, a helicopter, you know, the Gatling gun on the helicopter breaks yeah. off, and he just picks it up and starts using it. <laughs> it's so, like, it's pretty fun. If you want okay. some mindless I'll, fun. I'll see that. I'll watch that. I'd go Batista, Roddy, and Rock in the same world. Yeah. Uh, then, I don't know, Triple H. John Cena? <laughs> John Cena. Oh, John, John Cena. John Cena's good. John Cena's all right. Uh, honestly, I don't train wreck. I don't buy him. I, I don't buy him acting. It seems That's forced. Right. Everything he does seems forced. Yeah, I think so. Stone Cold is like a good example of someone who was going to be an actor, and then he was like, I don't like this. I can't no, it's, he couldn't get shit. the roles. He couldn't get the roles. So he just became a host, and he's a really good host. He's a great host. He is a great host. Yeah. Um, who, uh, so, yeah, oh, and then uh, S writes, Austin Gunn makes out with Pat Benatar's kid? Love is a battlefield, indeed. Love, Love is an asshole field. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These are, <laughs> we're stretching here. We're stretching here. Um, we haven't had our coffee. Um, uh, it's All a right. for you anyway. Uh, yeah. any, any other thoughts on, uh, any news that you remember or heard of? Uh, tonight is Ring of Honor final battle. It's Ring of Honor's final show before they go on their hiatus and turn into a different company. So that's going to be exciting. I think I might check that out. I'm out here. I got nothing to do. Might as well watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, then I guess I just have my tweets of the weeks. Okay. Uh, well, one thought here. S says, I don't know. Cena's pretty good. You show me where. Um, yeah, I, I think to watch Peacemaker, yeah, Peacemaker was fine. Um, I say he was fine in that role. I don't think it was anything to write home about. I think anyone that's large enough can play John Cena roles. I think anyone who's large enough can play rock roles. Rock is, rock is special. Mm, Batista special. Has, Batista's special. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's it. Batista special. That's how we Batista should end special. this uh, segment. Let's talk about these tweets yeah. of the week, Roy. Tam, can you pull up tweet number one? So this is my serious tweet to get a little perspective on okay. where we are. Right oh, uh, real quick. S writes, Cena was really good in Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I he did fine. He didn't mess up. And I think that's yeah. the best that he's done so far is not mess up. Um, sure. That's my take on it. Uh, and the tweet of the week. We're just gonna wait for that. We we should actually have a theme song that we sing at the same time to get him set up. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So for this tweet here, uh, Sean Ross Sapp writes: Since NXT started on the WWE Network in 2014, there have been 16 different NXT champions. By the end of the week, the tweet came out midweek. By the end of the week, half of them could be completely out of WWE. Seven of the 11 North American champions could be gone, and 26 of the 40. Two tag team champions all time could be gone from the WWE as well. NXT was never meant to be, clearly, and it was never meant to be what it's becoming now. It was never meant to be a developmental territory. It was supposed to be something to gut the independent wrestling scene. And it was supposed to be Triple H saying, we are the independent scene now with WWE quality. And that's what happened. And clearly Vince never liked it. And that's why over half of the people that more champions in this company are now gone. I it's wonder, crazy to think. It is crazy, but I also just wonder, eh, NXT is just such a special situation. Uh, I don't think it was designed to gut uh, the indie scene. I think it was designed to just take the attention of uh, IWC fans, uh, yeah. you know, the internet wrestling yeah. community fans. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was designed to d- dismantle <laughs> these promotions. Because it's one of those things. only thrived because of uh, Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, they lost all their best talent. But yeah, but they, they but did like, thrive. I, I think this past, like, since NXT started, I think it's really created uh, a buzz around this style of wrestling sure. that's sure. now more mainstream, that allows for an AEW. And without NXT, I don't think we see an AEW. Uh, that's, well, that's a whole other conversation. I don't, I don't agree I don't with know. that statement, but uh, I just think it's something to think about. Makes you think, makes you think, huh? They tried something different, but proof in the proof is in the pudding. WWE is never going to change. 
Yeah. It's never going to change. Yeah. Until so. that's been taken over by someone else. Many day now. Any yeah. Day now. And it might not be Triple H because he's going to leave and start his own company. So it's crazy. Anyway. All right. So to close out the show, I thought something a little lighthearted, but also something, you know, living your best life, living true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And someone who sneakily has been living true to himself this whole time is Tony Atlas. Uh, so, Tam, if you want to go to that second one for me, that second tweet of the week. This one's a little second. tougher to see. Uh, because so we all have to use smaller, our reading glasses, everyone. Everyone get your reading glasses on for those. Smaller images inside of this image that's already going to be a bit smaller. So, okay. but right. Tony Atlas has quietly been um, a positive force in the world for a long time. So, also he has a feet fetish. Uh, we'll talk about that. In a second. That's exactly why I brought it up. Uh, David oh, really? Span wrote Tony Atlas being so unabashedly into women stepping on his face for four decades running. Regardless of if it was on TV in the Bible Belt in the early 1980s or YouTube shoot interviews on Twitter, um, it's just a really beautiful thing. So, if, yeah, if you scroll. Oh, thank you, you so much, Tam. Thank you, Tam. Uh, if you those, look at uh, these small images pictures. towards the bottom there, one of them is of Tony Atlas on television in the South in the early 80s wearing a shirt that says something like, Lady, step on my face. Oh, He's wearing yeah. that in the early 80s. And then there's another image next to it of him working out again on television in the early 80s. And the shirt he's wearing is an image of his face with a high heeled shoe pressed against it. Let's see. Oh, wow. Look at all these feet. Look at all these feet pictures. The Very third image is from a shoot interview. Is, she, is, is that person stepping directly on his face? Yes. And that, that fourth right? image. Yes. That fourth image is from like a week ago. He's laying on the sidewalk and a woman is stepping on his face and he's into it. And it's wow. really hard. It's hard to. Um, I, it's just hard to put into words how like quietly liberating that is. That Tony Atlas is just like, yeah, this is who I am. I love it. I don't care. Bless that I'm you, a wrestler. Tony. I don't care any of that. He's into it, so he's getting into it, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, great job, Tony. This is a real beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Let's look at that picture of him just. St- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's both feet. That's both feet. Jeez Louise, Tony. Oh my God. Like, like, like they're off the ground. Like that one foot just off the ground, just stomping on his face. Wow. What a fun we've had. Uh, S writes some things here. Interesting take about NXT in the Indies, Red. I like to bust your chops, but I also like to give you credit when you bring it. Thank you, S. That's very sweet. I do think NXT's done a lot. John Buseman writes, ha, 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 oh, my God, going to go on a Tony Atlas dive. Let's Hell all go yeah. on a Tony Atlas dive. Let's dive into that water. Because he's also Watch a funny the, interview. He is a funny shoot interview. Him um, um, on the, the Surreal House or whatever, the Wrestle House. The, yeah, Wrestle the, House. Uh, Legends the, House. The, the Legends House, yes. He's really interesting there. And, I mean, one of the best interviews – on any episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring is his interview on the uh, Bruiser Brody episode. Yeah. He's the real deal. He is the deal. He is He's a real, real deal. deal. Good for him. Wow. What Thank you for doing that, Tam. Thank you so much, Tam. Everyone give it up for Tam in the chat, uh, doing God's work here. Um, what a fun weekly wrestle we've had. This yeah, has sure been have. a weekly wrestle. We're really bringing it each week. As you can see, we're really cranking in. Cranking in the production value, really bringing yeah. it to you. Let us know what you think, and let us know if you would like to jump on. Uh, maybe uh, if you want, uh, send us emails at Lose at least yeah. Pod. Uh, send us, us check us out on Instagram. Yeah, and, I'm going to uh, set up a phone number so you can also leave us voicemails. We'll play them on the oh, show. Oh, let's set up a voicemail. Um, <laughs> we'll ha- and we'll listen to them. We'll listen to all your voicemails and questions. Um, thank you so much. Uh, anything else to add here, Roy? Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. We're going to have more details on our big announcement on Wednesday. Yeah. More details on our big announcement on Wednesday. And also, everyone send a private message to Moet Jaswal. <laughs> Moet Jaswal. Let him know we want him on the show this winter is coming. We want we him all on do. winter is coming. Yeah. We all want him on. Uh, thank you so much, S, John Buseman, uh, all you others who are watching but didn't feel like talking about it, but that's okay. That's okay. You could just watch. We're chill with it. Thank you all so much. Have a great one. My name is Red. I'm here with Roy and with Tam and saying goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> We're the rascals. Bye. Yeah, uh, no. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hey, Hipster Harwood. Hipster Harwood. That's Buseman in the chat. Hell yeah. Hipster Harwood. Hipster Harwood. Oh, he loves it. Three, two, one.
Olay. Olay. 